When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Black Hereford Chronicles with Jen Hill. Join me for insightful conversations and interviews about our cattle industry. Here we discuss the shared struggles and successes of this life we've chosen as ranchers. Here we seek to learn from the experts around us, eager to grow and challenge the accepted. Here we are, the Black Hereford Chronicles. Two quick sale reports for you today. The American Black Hereford Association Royal Affair Sale was held in Kansas City. The Royal averaged one bull with $7,500 and 12 females that averaged $7,100. The top seller out of those females was RHBH Miss Houston America LO9 brought by Roadhouse Black Herefords, and she brought $16,000. The embryo lots and semen lots that they had at that sale also did really well, and it was definitely a quality sale down there this year. Uh, The day before the Royal, J&N had their fall production sale. The sale was a little bit smaller than what some of their fall production sales have been as they're making some adjustments and preparing to grow their program and their offering. So they offered 16 Black Hereford bulls that averaged just over $3,900 and 21 bred Black Hereford females, heifers, that averaged $3,700. Congratulations to the newest ABHA Board of Directors members, Mike Hamilton and Todd Hampton. I believe that our breed is at a pivotal time for its future. Registrations are up. Interest is up, despite the fact that we haven't done a lick of marketing as an association. Imagine what we could do if we leaned in. But with two new board members coming on, there'll be lots of learning and lots of new ideas. I want to, not that what I say or suggest carries any water at all, but I want to encourage the board to both embrace the new members and not only allow them to have a voice and ideas, but encourage it while honoring the past. In this association, We've had the habit of pushing out the old as we bring in the new. When we push out those who've been around the block, we lose a few things. We lose workhorses for this association that have passion and experience, and we lose the knowledge of really important association things, like, say, how the bylaws require elections to be conducted. Let's embrace those who've served us in the past, even if we don't always agree with them, keeping in mind that we are all paddling in the same direction and we'll get there a lot faster if we paddle together rather than throwing people off the boat. On that note of discussion and working together, even when we don't agree, I decided to get a bit wild with this episode and delve into the controversial world of F1s. There's a lot of bluster out there about the F1 programs right now and lots of interesting thoughts on all sides. Interestingly enough, Logan and I don't totally agree on the role of F1s in the association, but I love discussions with people that I don't necessarily agree with. 
Poor Logan, right? I enjoy having my ideas challenged and learning from people with different experiences and thought processes than mine. To me, it's the best way to either shore up my argument or learn to give a little. I don't know if my high school had a debate team, but if they did, I should have definitely been on it. Logan and I have been debating the F1 topic for weeks now, and it occurred to me that we should have this discussion publicly. Black Hereford breeders everywhere are talking about this. Why should it be relegated to hushed meetings and individual phone calls? The future role of F1s is really, really important to this breed. So this is definitely a conversation that should be held amongst members in the light of day. So Logan and I decided to do just that. I hope that this is the first of many daylight conversations about this topic because it matters. And there's no reason to be sneaky or shy about the F1 conversation. Let's dig in. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about an awesome sponsor. Kentucky's Walters Cattle Farm is home to Robert and Sandy Walters, who have been long-standing supporters of all things American Black Hereford. With legacy bloodlines and cattle full of muscling and depth, they are an operation you want to check out. You can find Walters Cattle Farms on Facebook or give Robert a call at 270-832-1180. I want to start off this discussion with a little bit of background and history on the role of F1s in the association I've got Logan here who was on the board and um, acting as secretary when the survey, the member survey was first done about this. And, and so we're going to go into some of the history and kind of just discuss what we think the future role of F1s should be. But before we even talk about F1s, I think we should clarify what exactly the bylaws say about what constitutes a black Hereford and what is not a black Hereford. So the bylaws, right, Logan, mm-hmm. are pretty clear on what is a black Hereford, and there's a couple different categories. You just want to line those out sure. for me? So uh, to be considered a black Hereford, according to Section 2.2 of the bylaws, is uh, you have to be 62.5% or higher uh, Hereford ped- by pedigree, uh, which is 5 eighths. Um, to be considered a purebred by Hereford, you have to be seven eighths, which is eighty-seven and a half percent Hereford. Um, those are the kind of the benchmark targets for being an actual black Hereford. So F ones are used as a tool for that first generation cross between Angus and Hereford, uh, but they aren't actually black Herefords. So you, we have used F ones in our operation, and we have sold F one bulls in our operation. And I feel like it's important to be totally transparent on that. Yes. Um, I am not against the selling of F1 bulls. I'm not against F1s. So I just, I feel like it's important to be transparent that, that we have, we have some awesome F1s sitting out there in the field right now that I'm excited about. We have Um, adult F1s in the pasture. We have frozen embryo F1s in the tank. I just choose to not pretend like they're a black Hereford. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now that we've outlined what a black Hereford is and that anything less than 67 and a half percent Hereford. 62 and a half. 62 and a half percent. See, I've already screwed it up. This is why we bring in the big guns, right? Is not a black Hereford. Right. 
Let's talk about the new program that was outlined this year by the board, the certified F1 program. And I know that had been in the works for a while. So if you'll give us kind of some of the history of where that came from, because I know that predates the current board and then just walk us through what it really is. So several years ago, uh, the board gave out surveys, we're talking 2018, 2019, um, to, f- to first explore the options of giving uh, more formal recognition to F1s and HX, that's the red bull calves. Um, <clears throat> the results of that survey were that F1s should be given uh, red, or basically recorded and uh, given EPDs along with HX bulls, but the vast majority of the membership did not want them to continue to be used on into the association on other registered cattle. So that was kind of started it back in 2018, 19. I think we had another survey in 2020 or 21. And this program that the board has enacted this year stems from the results of those two items. So walk me through the why on that. Why would you want an F1, either female or bull, to have EPDs? How are you going to use that in your operation? Why does that matter? Well, EPDs are a selection tool, first and foremost. So if uh, your F1 female has EPDs that you're after through genomics or or her uh, family pedigree, then you it, the EPDs are good for being able to see where her progeny will be. So obviously that's a bonus for your in-herd use. Um, as far as selling the bulls out of that, that's another selection tool for your customers to be able to sort your cattle or decide if they want to be to buy that bull or not. Um, so I don't really see a bad side to that. So how is it the role or responsibility then of the Black Hereford Association to provide you as a member with tools in the form of data, in the form of EPDs, to sell an animal that is not a Black Hereford, right? Like, I don't see Angus out there going, oh, yeah, we'll give you EPDs on your Gelvies so that you can sell them easier. Mm-hmm. Well, that is part and parcel of us going to the IGS system where it's a multi-breed tracking, and a lot of them are um, breed-up breeds similar to the Black Hereford Association. So they have the ability to sort heterosis effects and um, provide accurate EPDs for all percentages of cattle. Uh, it's something we hadn't really had before, so it's, it's a good thing in my book. Um, in my mind, if there's an animal registered or probably call it what you want, entered into the herd book for the ABHA um, and you have data on them, I don't see why running them through statistical analysis and giving out EPDs on the animal is detrimental to the association or to anybody else. I'm going to push back on you a little bit there on two things. So first of all, you already had a slip of language, right? And that's where a lot of my concerns with this come from. You just said registered, mm-hmm. right? I did. But these are not, at least what you keep telling me, these are not registered animals. I would uh, disagree with that. Um, they can't be used back within Black Herefords. 
Sure. There's uh, the wait, rules. Why, go deeper on that even. What do you mean by an F1 can't be used deeper in black herfords? You can't use uh, an, an F1 bull to breed back, say, uh, 75% black Hereford cow and then get a calf out of that That's and register it. That's not... By the bylaws, that's not passable. You're not. You can't use F1 bulls within the association for registered cattle. Okay. So what I am getting at is, if you're paying a, f- a fee to the association for the recording of the pedigree and getting EPDs on a recorded pedigree on digital beef, then to me it is a registered animal. It's just not being allowed to be used further into the association. So how much of this is about revenue generation then? Because you just brought up paying a fee. Um, probably a little bit, but I don't know that it's going to matter that much to the association. Um, the work was already being done. It's just that those animals weren't being, uh, wouldn't have EPDs displayed. But uh, as far as revenue generation for the association, I, I doubt it's going to be that much more. I guess... You know, that still comes back a little bit to that philosophic point of, of what is the role of the association supposed to be in promoting and providing information for animals outside of the breed of that association. I mean, if we're acknowledging, because you and I, we start at the same point mm-hmm. of an F1 is not a Black Hereford. I know for some people, even that's a stretch, right? There right. are some people out there that very much feel like an F1 should be a Black Hereford. Right. And those people are clearly wrong. But we we come to it from the same point that they are not. Are there any other associations out there that I don't know about that are providing EPDs? I don't know a whole lot about some of these other breed up associations. Sure. Is this something else that exists out there that I'm just not aware of? Yeah. Um, Simitals provide um, EPDs for everything from... Animals 25% Simital all the way up to purebred, 100% full bloods. Uh, they don't call those lower percentages Simitals. They call them Simangus. Okay. Uh, Galvi Limousine. They've got their uh, they've got their um, names for their products. Uh, Galvi's Optimizer or Balancer. I forget which. And Limousine is Limflex. Um, there's another crossbred. Uh, low percentage main, I think, is the optimizers, if I remember right. Um, so there is definitely precedent for doing exactly that. One of the things that I struggle with, and, and maybe it's just because of the time I've spent in communications, whether it's some of my writing gigs or some of the other things that I've done, Um Words matter to me. Words really, really matter. Words have meaning. They have definitions. And I think that's part of where I get hung up so much on this is that words matter. And when we say things like registered for things that aren't actually Black Herefords, I get squeamish. And I think part of that comes back to the way we're trying to push out to the world what we are. We are not limousine and angus we don't have the history that they do we don't have the market share that they do um i don't see a lot of limousine or limflex breeders that still have to walk many people through the basics of what they are and they're still having to scrape and fight 
for the idea that they are a breed, right? They're pretty well Hmm. accepted at this point. We aren't. So what we put out there to the world about what we are really matters. And when our definitions get confused, that impacts our potential, I think. I spend a lot of time explaining to people what a black Herford is and frankly swallowing my pride and and taking on some idiots out there who constantly are just, well, that's just a baldy. That's just a baldy, right? There isn't a lot of, there. there's still a lot of people out there that think that an F1 is what we're calling a black Herford. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, I manage the registered Black Herford sale page on Facebook, and I can tell you, and this is anecdotal but relevant, that in the last two months or so, I've got a lot more posts coming through of animals that are not Black Herefords that are being called Black Herefords in that group. Mm-hmm. Right? So there is... As the association grows and more people get into it, there is some growing confusion about what an F1 is and what a black Hereford is. I guess I would feel more comfortable about certifying F1s if I knew there was a plan to make sure that people know what they are. So how do we communicate with people about what a black Hereford is? That, I think, has to come from the individual members when they're reached out to by potential customers. Um, some of the there can be some association literature out there. Sure. A website, you know, but um, at the end of the day, the breeders and members are the front line meeting with the meeting with customers, meeting with buyers, meeting with feedlot owners, whatever it is. Um so we have to be clear about what is a Black Herford, what is an F1, what is the purpose of this one, what is the purpose of that one. I want to dig in a little bit to something that you said earlier about how Black Herfords, or F1s, I'm sorry, F1s specifically are a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm agree with that 100% on the female side, right? right? We're using them ourselves. Totally get that. Where I struggle a little bit more is on that bull side. Mm-hmm. Because it's clearly not a tool within the association, right? The bylaws make it pretty clear that it can't be. Right. So if it's not a tool within the association, that means it's a tool that you're selling. Right. Are there better ways for an F1 to be used? And are there poor ways for an F1 bull to be used that are going to wind up kind of diminishing the power of what a black Hereford is. Absolutely. First, uh, let's um, touch on something you just said before I get into that. Um, The tool, to me, the purpose and use of the tool of the F1 female is to inject Angus genetics into the herd. Um, That to whatever it is you're trying to push into your your herd and you want some of that Angus side, that's, that's the purpose of that. Um, so as far as using an F1 improperly, an F1 bull improperly in a commercial setting, I would say putting that animal onto an English or a British cow herd base at all would be a mistake, um, you'd, especially if they're Angus and Hereford. 
Um, you could argue short horns. You know, if you're going to put that F1 on short horns, that's probably a good cross. But the real purpose of those things would be to go into uh, continental herds that are primarily Gelvy or limousine or um, or in the southern parts of the country where there's a lot of eared cattle. You know, you could cross them on some beef masters. I think that would be really good for a feedlot and for terminal animal. Um, that to me is the best used for an F1 bull. If you were at the American Royal a couple of weeks ago, you know that Smith Black Herefords is bringing the heat. You know that they've got females packed full of pedigree, performance, and phenotype. You also know that you should be marking December 10th down on your calendar. December 10th is the debut of the signature Black Hereford sale, chock full of Smith Black Herefords and a few special guests. The signature sale is online with Ag Sale Day and will feature some of the premier Black Hereford cattle the breed has to offer. Additionally, the Smith family will be offering a junior member incentive program on open females selling in that sale. They also have some top shelf semen available on some big names like SBH Al Capone 1970 and SBH Crosswalk 24ET. You can find more information about Smith Black Herefords and the semen they currently have available at smithblackherefords.com on Facebook or give them a call. You can reach Jacob at 641-521-9947 or Mark at 641-521-0797. Do you feel like people know that? Well, that's again where the education is got to come from between seller and buyer. Because what I envision is somebody selling an F1 bull who looks awesome because, of course, he looks awesome. Right. Right. And a guy throws him out there. Maybe it's a, a smaller guy who's just getting into this. Right. Doesn't have a lot of time or a lot of background in cattle. And he throws them out there on his cows. And, and we know that, well, according to the Angus Association, 80% of the U.S. cow herd right. is Angus based. Right. Right. Everybody's got baldies in every field. Okay. So he throws them out there. And then those calves are real lackluster. Right. Because that F1, that bull, he didn't have any heterosis left right, to yeah, give to those calves. Right. Right. They're, right. When you're taking an F1 bull and putting him on what are essentially F1 or I'll just say F1-ish well, cows, be. because who knows what those cows really are. That's right. Right. They may, they're probably not pure Angus at this point. No, they'll but be But they're a commercial grade Angus of some sort. There's, n there's no heterosis really right. to be gained from that cross. That's why I don't think there's a huge amount of market share for those F1 bulls. But they're a byproduct of trying to push for those F1 females. So we might as well be able to sell them to people that can use them and make that clear to your customers. That's between member and or breeder and seller, buyer. I guess the question that I would have off of that then is how does the association safeguard itself from getting a bad reputation for bulls that produce crappy calves because people are putting F1s, which aren't Black Herefords, but they come with a piece of paper right. that says American Black Hereford Association on it. How do we pr protect ourselves from getting a reputation based on 
something that isn't even what we really are, but it's got our seal on it. Well, that, that's a fair point and a good question for a board member. <laughs> if only they would talk to me. I w- the more I don't think that this is going away. No. Right. I think. I hope it's not. The certified F1 program has been in the works for a while, maybe not with that name. But like you mentioned earlier, there's been multiple surveys done at this point and members have been pretty vocal that they want data on on even that. Right. Like I could break that down. There's a difference between saying I want data on these animals and I want a piece of paper with the seal on it for them. I mean, you could totally be providing EPDs that don't come Mm -hmm. with a fancy registration paper and. That would make me happier. But, right, programs don't tend to get rolled back. Right. Programs get rolled out and then we all just live in the new reality. If this is a new reality for us that these that you win and I lose and we have these certified F1s. And again, I wouldn't even care if they were all just females. But we've got these F1 bulls floating around out there. And people are selling them and they're selling them with a piece of paper that says American Black Hereford Association right across it, even though it's not a Black Hereford. We have to do something that makes it clear that they are not a Black Hereford. Right. I don't know if that's like big, red, bold blood smeared looking letters across it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there has to be some way to make it clear that this is not a black Hereford, that even though the ABHA seal is on there, we're just doing that because we think we're broke and we got to generate some revenue on the side. And, you know, this is another service we can offer to them. You can shake your head all you want (laughs) at me. Right. We have to do something that makes that clear because I'm tired. I've been having this fight about what is a black Hereford for almost 15 years at this point. Right. Right. And now all of a sudden the association has ramped up the fighting I have to do with people. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. So what do we do, Mr. I think this program is great and I'm gra- glad the board brought it in. Well, I think it needs a new name to start. Come up with uh, some kind of name that fits that is not black herford it says certified f1 is currently the name of the program certified f1 is not a great name it's not it um, doesn't really roll off the tongue if you will not really um it needs to have some kind of i don't know pop to it that but it also something that makes it obvious that it's not technically a black herford um that, that's my opinion so are there some examples of that in other breeds? Sure. We went through a couple of them. Balancer, Simangus, uh, Limflex, Optimizer, Beefmaster on its own as a composite. What is a Beefmaster composite? This is like way off in the left field, but now <laughs> um, now you got me wondering. There's a, some... Somebody right now is yelling into their speaker of their phone as you struggling to answer this question somebody out there knows the answer and they're they yelling do. it right now they do i don't remember off the top of my head beef and there's brahma in it and some other things but i don't remember so a catchy slogan a catchy name not a slogan a catchy name yeah that makes it clear that it's not a black herford mm-hmm. i would be really curious 
to hear what members think. Um, I'm going to open it up <laughs> after this episode releases. Hop on the Black Herford Chronicles Facebook page and I'm going to put up a post. Let's get a thread going of potential ideas for names. Yeah, that's a good idea. For things that aren't Black Herefords, because now we have to name those. Yeah. We can't just market what we are. Now we also have to figure out how to differentiate what we aren't. That's right. I don't know. Hereford Association sends me a catalog every month that's called Baldy Advantage. Baldy Advantage, yeah. Maybe that's something. Probably trademark. Why can't the AHA take the <laughs> F1s on? Neither here nor there. Actually, they probably do if you looked into it. Yeah, their Hereford Plus program just might. Hmm. So maybe this didn't really need to exist. <laughs> Okay, but I will agree with you. I would, I can be happier about this. I can be less grouchy about this if there's a plan in place. And I think that plan has to be communicated out with the members, right? Which is also sometimes a sticking point about what that plan is to protect Black Herefords and yes. what a Black Hereford is. And the market share that we have. Are you in any way, shape, or form supportive of the idea of changing what those bylaws say about what constitutes a black Hereford? Not really. No. Not at this point. I if, if there was a program name for this product, um, you could change the um say that it was like from three eighths Hereford to five eighths Hereford. So there's some wiggle room in there. But um, as far as what constitutes an actual Black Hereford, no, I don't think we need to change that. Especially the purebred status. I want to shift gears then and talk a little bit about the other piece of the F1 conversation that's going on right now. And just in case there's a small handful of people that we haven't pissed off yet, we'll go ahead and round it out and make sure everybody's mad at us all at once. Where, just another day. It's where we live most comfortably. And I want to talk about the show side of it. Um, to be totally clear, and I've said this before, we are not show people. It doesn't mean that we have anything against show people. We've got some excellent friends that are very heavy into show, and that's their thing, and they're passionate about it. And I am glad that they're out doing that because I think it matters. I think it matters a whole lot for breed promotion and for getting... Black Herefords accepted. You know, I think having a Black Hereford show at Cattlemen's Congress, at the Royal. Someday at the National Western. I really hope that someday they get one going at National Western. Yeah. Right. Getting acceptance as a breed in these shows is part of that checklist for getting acceptance as a right. breed. People see them lined up in the pens. They see them walk around the ring get some backdrop photos to nice backdrop photos to display. There's nothing wrong with that type of marketing. I, from the very beginning of our time in the Black Herford Association, and this is going way back. I mean, I think the first Black Herford show that we were at was probably in 15. Emporia, Kansas. Would have been 2015. Yeah. And was so tiny and cute. Um, but from the very beginning, I remember walking up and down at that time, probably the two rows of 12 cows. <laughs> That we had there and being really confused about the inclusion of F1s in the show. We are Black Herefords. This is a Black Hereford show. 
a black Hereford sale. Now we have a, a sale associated with the big annual show. Mm-hmm. Why are we showing something that is not a black Hereford? And I've been nagging you about that mm-hmm. for a long time. True. And you've been good at kind of like dismissing my concerns as silly. <laughs> and look where we are now, sir. So clearly yeah. not so silly. But walk walk me through, I guess, why you think it's okay to have F1s at these shows. Um, I think it's okay for F1s to have their own categories. And So what be, about a certified F1 bull? Should there be a certified F1 bull show at the Black Hereford sh- show? Probably not, because if they're not considered fully registered animals, there would, and the point of that is to be going into other breeders and i wouldn't see the point in having that but an f1 female isn't a fully registered animal either no, but right they can right be used within the breed okay okay there are breed there are breed up tools from base from the base okay how about hx's because an hx is HX. fully registered true they are you can use them but you can't use well you can't use the bulls within the herd but the same but you can use the females same side you can sell them and re- register their calves so, I still, I don't know that I'll ever be totally comfortable with an F1 at the show because it's not a Black Herford. I don't see Angus when they do their big annual shindig, right? Right. There are no Sim Anguses. No, but there are in the Simital shows. Fair. <laughs> do you know that for sure? I feel yes. like I'm going to have to... Check up on that one later. They're in a separate later. category. So, like, at the, at, for example, at Cattlemen's Congress or the National Western, when they do the supreme overall show champions, there will be a Simital, purebred. There will be a Simangus. And this is in the Simital show? No, this is in the overall okay, breed show. But that's, then we're not even talking so about we're talking the same about, thing. No, we're talking about two separate shows, one for Simitals, one for Simangus. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, that I'm okay with. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with a separate show. I don't care. Right. If you want to go show your F1 somewhere else. Right. Have at it. I think that they would make awesome market steers. <laughs> I'm all about a market steer category for yeah. F1s because to me, that's what you're trying to make anyway, right? right. You're going to look awfully pretty and growthy out there. Right. Recently, the board made the decision, and it started first just with Junior Nationals. At Junior Nationals this year, they allowed an F1, the grand champion of the F1 class. Mm -hmm. And again, my non-showiness is probably showing through because I don't know if that's technically a grand champion or whatever. The pretty girl that won the F1 show, right, got marched out there with... The Supreme Champion Drive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So now we're talking that she's up against the purebred the female and the percentage female. And correct. The HX. And the HX female. Okay. So you would have had four of them out there. Right. And I feel like I should insert in here that the family that showed that F1 female, this is not a slight against you at all. Yeah. I have no issue with you. Um, this isn't a personal thing for me. This is just a philosophical discussion 
about the role of F1s in the future. And right. you can't do that without talking about what's going on right now. Yeah, personally, I don't even know who it was. It's just the fact that it existed. Exactly. Matter. Exactly. I'm sure they're <laughs> lovely people. Yes. Okay. So she won. That F1 female won that Supreme Champion drive. Meaning that we crowned a champion. We said that the very best Black Hereford at this show the best of our breed, the best that we have to offer. Oh, yeah. It's not actually a black Hereford. Right. This is someplace where you and I agree, actually. It's a terrible look. Right. Because And um, you can argue, well, she had all the heterosis, so she looked better, of course. But that doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, she wasn't a black Hereford. The bylaws are very specific about what a black Hereford is and... Putting that F1 into the Supreme Show along with the Black Hereford Champions was a breach of the bylaws. Are you in the market for Black Herefords? If you're not, you really should be. And if you are, you're in luck. The Central States Black Hereford Select Production Sale hits November 4th at noon. The sale is held in Lebanon, Missouri, but of course you can also catch it on live auctions. Whatever you need, Central States has it, offering bulls, pears, and bread and open heifers. You can find out everything you need to know about the sale on the Central States Black Hereford Sale Facebook page or email centralstatesselect at gmail.com. One key component of this sale is the Schrader family and their awesome cattle. With 25 lots in this year's sale and very few private treaty animals left, this is your real opportunity to find some quality Black Hereford genetics. Y'all, Lot 52 is one that you do not want to miss. This is a female that is the full package. Excellent udder and teats, ratios off the wall, and she comes with a calf by her side. Make sure you get on the Schrader's Black Hereford Facebook page or give Jason a holler at 573-680-1439 to find out more about their offering in the November 4th Central States sale. You can also find them at Schrader's, that's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-S, blackherefords.com. So the board has since made the decision to allow this to occur at all future ABHA sanctioned shows. Originally, it was just juniors, but following that show and what they felt like was the success, and I think you could only call it a success if you ignore the backlash that came because, boy, my phone started ringing off the hook. Um, They decided to go ahead and and push this out into all future shows that F1s will be able to participate. Yeah. In those Supreme Drives. So, going forward, right, you can imagine where every year at every show, we're crowning that our very best isn't a Black Hereford. Potentially. I'm not going to say that it will be every time. I mean, no. overall, the, the F1 will look better on average, yes. But when you're talking about show, there's so much of the confirmation and and showiness of the animal that's taken into consideration that it's, you know, there's very well could be a purebred that is better in those categories than the F1. But um, I, I agree that it's it's an issue when 
the Supreme Black Hereford is not necessarily Black Hereford. So you're okay with giving them papers, signed, stamped, sealed, Black Hereford Association. Yes. But don't let them in the show ring. Right. Because this, the first one is the ABHA providing a service to the membership for cattle we're already selling. The second one. You don't it, have to be selling You don't them. have to be selling them. You could steer them and send, and send them to the Make sale Make really line. great market steers. That's, that is a fact. But the fact is that we are and have been and will continue to do so whether they have EPDs or not. But. Um, then why do you need the EPDs if you can already sell them? Because it makes it easier. Makes value up. <laughs> but um, as far as displaying what it is a, to be a black Hereford, an F1 doesn't fit that bill and it shouldn't be in that Supreme Drive. So I want you to imagine for a minute that you're back on the board. I know, don't have a heart attack. We're just pretending here. You don't have to go get a glass of whiskey. It's only like 1.30. <laughs> it's okay. What do you think the board should do? What would your recommendation to the board be at this point? Because we can pretend like this isn't an issue, right? This is being discussed very quietly in hushed rooms behind closed doors right now, which drives me nuts because I think really important decisions should be had under the disinfectant of sunlight. Yes. Right. We elect people to represent us. They need to hear from us. They need to be working towards the benefit of the association. And how do they do that if we're not having these conversations out in the open? Right. So right now, everybody's kind of acting like it's all great. Right. But there is a movement, a swelling movement of members that are really concerned right. about where this F1 stuff is going. What would you recommend to them? And I don't know that I agree with you, but what would you recommend? Um, I would recommend two things. The first one, come up with a catchy name for the for the F1 product. Contest. Right, exactly. And the second one, and more more pertinent to the show, is I would urge them to um, cease allowing F1 F1s into the Supreme Drive and quit or quit calling it a Black Hereford show. Because it's not at that point. It's a black, white face cattle show. So you're suggesting compromise. That's not like a thing we do here, right? Well, somebody has enough. to win and somebody has to lose. We can't both just lose a little. Right. For sure. But um, in my opinion, uh, uh, having experience for seven or eight years on the board, plus all these bylaw discussions to continue to have F1s within the Supreme Drive is a breach of the fiduciary duty of the board to the bylaws because it's because not because there's anything about showing in the bylaws because but because it's ex expressly stated in the bylaws what a black Hereford is and allowing these F1s into that contest with other with real black Herefords breaches that. How do you feel about the word baldy? Well, it doesn't bother me. Does it feel derogatory? Not really, because it's the most sought after cow in the entire United States. So that's not really the right name for these F1s either, then? No, because that just means that it's black with a white face. 
And now we're right back to like something I said on almost episode one of this show. <laughs> White-faced Angus. There you go. Because that's just as easily what an F1 could be called. Could also be a scimitar cross. I should probably trademark White-faced Angus before somebody steals it and starts a show in a sale. <laughs> yep. Logan, I appreciate that you were willing to have this conversation and, and record it with me today. You and I have been arguing about this for some time. The show thing we've been arguing about for years, like a decade or more. <laughs> um, the certified F1 thing we've definitely been having discussions and debates about. I mean, all over the house, right? And discussing it. And, you know, poor Logan, every time I get a post request in the registered Black Herford group, that's mislabeled that somebody calling an F1 a black Herford. I screenshot it and send it to him with a thing that says, see, words matter because mm -hmm. they do. Um, but as strongly as I feel that words matter and as much as it's annoying me that I feel like we're having to re-debate issues that have already been solved, like what is a black Herford? I think I could be comfortable with the compromise of making sure it's very, very distinctly labeled that it is not a black Hereford. Right. I don't know necessarily what that looks like. You know, there are plenty of marketing firms out there that are much smarter than I am that could probably come up with something better than it's a baldy bitches. Right. Like there's there's got to be names out there that would fit and that would be good. I can guarantee that somebody play, paid big money for the Limfux name to be developed. Right. And maybe that's how we move forward with this is, is still allowing those F1s to have EPDs and to have see and I'm still I'm I'm having a hard time saying the word registration but that's absolutely what it is it's a registration yep <sighs> allowing them to have registration in EPDs if it's super clearly designated that it's right. not a black herbert and another thing to consider on that is why if you were to push for it to be removed for the EPD program to be removed um, based on your customer base not knowing what it is well, why would you encourage taking away tools from one person because your audience can't figure it out? And see, that's part of the education between the seller and the buyer. Okay, that's a good point. I'll begrudgingly give you that one. Yeah. It's, it's tool for some people. For other people, they don't like it because they can't communicate with their buyers. So... I'm going to put this back out to the audience. I really want to hear what you guys think. I think the board really needs, even if they don't want to, they really need to hear what you think. And I really believe that we could have a fun discussion about what potential name options could be. So after you've listened to this, once you're done being mad at me for having a different opinion than you or hey, mad at Logan. It. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you think Logan's an idiot. Hey, Welcome to the club, babe. We poked at all sides today. So <laughs> head over to the Chronicles Facebook page though. And, and tell us what name you think you give them. Tell us what you think about the programs. And to me, they're two very distinct things, the certified F1 program and allowing them in the shows. Um, while they're both F1s, they're, they're two distinct and different issues. 
So I think it's fair to say separate those. Yeah. And let us know what you think so that we can be making these decisions as a membership, as the people who are invested financially and emotionally in the success of this breed and in the promotion of this breed. Yes. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. You can get in on the conversation over at our Facebook page at Black Hereford Chronicles, where we'd love to hear from you. Of course, don't forget to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.